Hello, Hello tea sippers. I'm Steph. And I'm Tamar. Welcome to Au Pair Tea. Where we spill all the tea on Au Pair Life. So sit back with your best cuppa and let's dive in. Hi everybody, welcome back to Opetti the Podcast. We are on episode 19. Woo! Episode 19, welcome Whoa. back guys, thanks for tuning in. Yes, we are back, another week, another podcast. <laughs> Same shit, different um, episode. <laughs> so this week we are actually covering a topic that has been requested by one of our lovely followers. Mm. We love Thanks for the request. Yeah, we love getting requests from you guys because we want to provide you things you actually want to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to the usual crap. Yes. Yes. Mm. So basically, we are going to be talking today about the realities of au pair life. Mm. <laughs> the reality. The reality. <laughs> Sip the tea. <laughs> Yeah, so we were asked, we put on our Instagram um, a couple of weeks ago, I think, like, what kind of topics do you guys want us to cover? And somebody said, what is it really like looking after children? And we were like, what a great topic. Let's do it. And here we are. And here you are Mm -hmm. listening to us tell you about this. We will just (laughs) say before we go into this that this is purely like my experience and Steph's experience is yeah. going to be completely different for everybody mm-hmm. again as usual don't take anything we say as gospel please don't like come at us or whatever <laughs> don't start like, hating. This... <laughs> please don't sue us <laughs> this is just us so yeah first of all maybe Steph it would be good if we kind of maybe talked about what do au pairs think about like before you actually arrive to your host family yeah. what do people usually envision because there's a lot going around about what is perfect and what's not so yeah. what did you envision? I mean nobody is gonna have a perfect experience and I think you need to realize that before you sign up for this journey <laughs> mm-hmm. and you're a liar if you say everything's perfect yes and <laughs> I think every child is different every family is different so as we said before every experience is going be different right mm-hmm. yeah and uh, kids are kids okay and I think when <laughs> when I was like, coming over here I thought it was going to be the same as what it was like in my daycare that I worked in uh-huh. it's really not <laughs> in what way so, did you expect it to be is it better or worse than you expected a bit of both if that makes sense mm-hmm. like kids when kids are in daycare for six to eight hours a day they're completely different children than they are at home with their family (laughs) so they could be idyllic little angels and never get in trouble at nursery but they're like a complete demon at home (laughs) and the parents a lot of parents said to me like I, I would say oh they did this today or they were doing this today or acting this way today and the parent would be like oh they never do that at home they've never done that at home before and it's because they literally <laughs> do act different in different environments that's very children are strange complicated little creatures aren't they they are yeah they are I wouldn't say it's worse than being in a nursery because children, as I said, children are children. I worked with young children, like babies two and under. So they're mm-hmm. going to have their behavioural issues, they're learning, they're growing. 
but you know that's exactly what it is they're not terrible children they're just learning and growing and figuring out who they are and where their boundaries are yeah I think that's I think that's kind of good for like at any time any situation any child it's completely normal but I think especially when you throw COVID into the mix it's very I think for some kids it could be very scary it could be very confusing it can be like what is happening to the world Mm -hmm. um and some kids are very sensitive and I think au pairs need to be aware of that but I think when you start researching becoming an au pair like before you've even started talking to families you just you I remember imagining myself like with this family with these perfect children and nothing ever went wrong (laughs) and I'm like now I know that's bullshit (laughs) but you know kids are kids and they are sometimes their worst moments are funny as hell yeah and like you can't help but laugh (laughs) oh yeah it sounds cruel yeah there is always the 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 positive and the fun moments always outweigh the tantrums and the negative behavior all the time Mm. like when you talk about your host kids with your friends or whatever you always talk about the cute things they did or the funny the funny one-liners <laughs> that they came out with or you know anything like that you don't talk about how much of a brat they were in the morning because they wouldn't get their coat on <laughs> oh I don't know some of pairs are just like well guess who didn't nap today well, yeah I'm sometimes like, mm, you need let me to guess write. sometimes you need to let it all out <clears throat> yeah yeah and that's good about having like au pair friends as well yeah. not to have a bitch but to just kind of support each other and yeah because you'll get it to speak to them yeah I think it's sometimes good to speak to other repairs as well because they can be like well you know maybe you can try this or look at it this way yeah um but yeah so what we're trying to say is it's not a walk in the park and anyone who expects it to mm-hmm. be a walk in the park clearly has never met a child yeah so and I think don't mm-hmm. try not to compare it to situations at home I think most au pairs yes. with their childcare experiences have been in a professional setting or they haven't been with the child 24 7 you know they will yeah either the child will either go back home or if it's like a family member they live at your house so you're not around the children all the time it's a completely different dynamic when you're in the house and you're here all the time around the children yeah and I think you shouldn't um compare your host kids to other people's host kids because that is one of the worst things mm-hmm. you can do because yeah. like you just said like you won't tell them all the bad things that your host kids do but you'll tell them all the good things so it's like posting things on social media like everyone's life seems perfect but it's actually not yeah um so I think that's that's a good thing as well so how would we what would we say Steph about before you even match what is one of the most important things you need to discuss with your potential host family Oh my goodness. Okay, we've said this before. We've said this multiple times. Our mm-hmm. our slogan is communication. Okay. Communication. <laughs> and that is, that means from the get-go. As soon as you have a connection request from the family, you need to have communication. So don't be afraid to ask questions. And one of the questions we suggest that you ask, which we both think is very important, is how they discipline and how they, you know, try and enforce positive behaviour. Because yeah. every single family and every single, every single parent do it differently. And mm-hmm. you might be working in a nursery or in a, you might be doing it with a family member who, you know, that the discipline routine that you have with them is something that the parents don't agree with. The parents of your host children don't agree with. So you have to mm-hmm. know, you need to be on the same page in regards to dif- discipline definitely. before you even arrive. Yeah, definitely. Oh my gosh, it's so so important and it's important to remember that you know at the end of the day you have to 
follow the behavioral rules that are set by your host parents but that doesn't mean that you can't go to them and be like would it be okay if we tried this technique or would this be okay if I tried this mm-hmm. um because I think they would be happy to have your input especially because a lot of parents like I remember being told this in in training school and also my LCC told this told me this she said like parents don't really get the the training that that we do like we are trained to look after children mm-hmm. like some of us have been you know people who work in nurseries some of us are teachers some of us are you know all these other things but parents don't really get unless you actually go to a parenting class mm-hmm. um so you, you'd actually be shocked at how much some host parents aren't aware of like even you know they're learning as well so I think any kind of input that you can have will always be valued but I think it's the way you go about it but yeah you have to absolutely be on the same page with discipline because otherwise it will all fall to pieces and the kids will be confused yeah. and nothing will go right yeah and like you kind of touched on you have you have to kind of just go with what the parents want because at the end of the day they're their mm-hmm. children so what they want kind of goes <laughs> yeah sorry guys but what oh, the host parent says goes yes um but like for yeah. me I me and my host parents spoke and they asked me my advice like we just said like th- that actually happened to me they asked me what I thought would be a good way to control negative behavior and enforce positive behavior and we discussed reward charts and so mm-hmm. we've tried a couple of different reward chart techniques and we finally found one that kind of resonates with the kids and we do Ooh. checks and crosses so if they have good behavior they get a check a tick and if they have negative behavior they get a cross and then if they get more crosses by the end of um, more ticks by the end of the day they get a prize out of like a little prize box that we have and it's just little it's little party bag tap but it's kids love it mm. so yeah, they're like the tiniest like little prize yeah the tiniest little prize and if they get more checks but at the end of the day they get this little prize um and that's really working mm-hmm. like when they say like we say like this behavior is going to get you across they will then stop that behavior so that is working Ooh. and but it just it depends on what kind of works with your kids and your family as well yeah I mean kids are completely just oh you can't predict children you really can't even when you have kids that appear to be amazing and perfect and golden you can never predict what's going to set them off and usually the tiniest thing will set a child oh, yeah. off so if, so I think one of the the biggest things at least at least for me is knowing your children individually and knowing their personalities and I think when you first arrive it's very it's scary and it's daunting and you're a bit of like a fish out of water you're like oh my god what do I do and the first time that one of them throws a tantrum and you're alone you're like shit what do I do but I think it's getting to know your kids and the best people to ask are your host parents Mm -hmm. and at the same time use your instinct you and I both say all the time stuff like go with your gut trust yourself trust your instincts Mm -hmm. and it's so cliche and cheesy but I really really believe it so like an example is like Maddie who's my oldest host child she is she's very sweet she's very caring but she's a sensitive kid not in a bad way but she is a sensitive kid Mm -hmm. and you know so a lot so recently we had we had a couple of friends over in the basement um, and there was like there was like a football game on and then there were like adults like talking and then there were kids playing and it was a little bit hectic and crazy and Maddie just got a little bit overwhelmed and so you know I took her upstairs and she sat on the sofa and she had some quiet time and that's just Maddie Maddie needs quiet time sometimes and sometimes if she's trying to she's very caring so she likes to help people a lot especially younger children 
Um, so, but that can be frustrating. I mean, kids, kids are bloody hard work. Oh yeah. Um, and so when she get when she got frustrated before about trying to make sure that I, you know Hank didn't you know eat something or whatever or didn't pick something up, I was like, it's so amazing that you're helping him. But kids are hard work, and so it's okay to feel that it's that you feel a bit stressed about it. But mm-hmm. don't worry, and you know she's great, and she dusts herself off. And then you know Haley is a wild child. If she doesn't nap, just run, <laughs> basically run for the hills. And Hank's just a happy kid, but. My point is get to know your children. I think that is the biggest kind of pointer I can personally give an au pair is know your children individually, know what makes them tick. And you will learn. I think people, you know more than you think you know, I think. And you learn new things about the children every single day. And like their personalities change regularly. Like they change regularly all the time. So like my children are completely different children to when I arrived here three months ago. Mm -hmm. but you yeah you get to know them you get into the routine and it just becomes second nature to kind of just pick up on those changes and understand the children better and I think one of the good ways to do that especially if you have multiple children multiple host kids Mm. is spend one-on-one time with them as much as possible yes especially if like for me personally like my I'm with the twins my two-year-old twins a lot of the time because they don't really go to school they go to school two mornings a week and then my Mm -hmm. older two are at school a lot more so I don't spend as much time with them individually so I try my best to kind of do some individual activities with them or like take them out on an individual outing as much as I can so that I can spend time with them as well as the twins yeah and that really helps you build a bond and understand them a bit more and it also helps with them listening to you when you're telling them off or telling them to do something because they know that you know you're there to care for them and look after them and they actually will listen to you more if you build a relationship with them yeah I think it's harder for the older host kids um a lot of the time because the little ones need so much attention like you know you've got twins and I've got one I've got a kid who's like He's like 18 months nearly and, you know, they need a lot of attention and they need a lot of care. So I'm with Haley, the middle one. I'm with her most of the time because, like, I'm with her when Hank is asleep and when Maddie's at school. So she gets the most time with me. And so, like, with Maddie, like, she's really picking up on her reading and she's making a great effort. So sometimes we'll just, we'll do a little reading together while Haley's playing quietly or, you know, Hank's doing whatever (laughs) Hank does. He just does everything right now. Um, but I, to- I totally agree with you, like making time. That's probably another thing that we can recommend is make time for your host kids individually. Because I know a lot of parents like to do that as well. Yeah. So it's like, you know, Ricky went to the store this weekend, like that's just happened and he took Haley with him. Um, I mean, she came back with a giant toy. So <laughs> that was probably <laughs> her reason for going. Um, but I know that my host parents love to try and spend one-on-one time mm-hmm. with their kids as much as they can because we're so busy yeah. all the time. So weekends are really our time to to do that. But I agree, it can probably help with behavior as well. Like if, yeah. you know, if you're struggling at the beginning. Yes. So if anyone's struggling with the host kids, go make some time with them and go do something they want to do. Let them pick an activity or let them bake or whatever. Like go, go nuts. Yeah, kids really like vibe off attention. Like they need attention. Otherwise they're going to act out yes. negatively. So it's it's more difficult when you have multiple host kids because trying to split your attention between four children is so difficult. Mm-hmm. But it is. it's just the small things like letting 
one of them help you with like a chore you've got to do or like you said doing some reading while the other ones are playing quietly or watching a movie with them or do just doing something it doesn't have to be a massive thing like you don't have to take them out of ice cream or take them on a massive outing just doing something little around the house just with that child is mm-hmm. is building a bond and building and giving them that attention that they literally crave 24 <laughs> 7 yeah I mean kids are great but they I think they I think they know that we love them and we care for them but even as a kid I remember I would like it more, like if someone I was a very needy child I needed people to tell me to my face like yes I want to spend time with you I love you like you're great or whatever so that's that's another thing we do with with our kids we are very positive with them if they do a small thing we're like man you're awesome yeah. you're so good you've got this like I'm so proud of you and it really brings them up and they love it and it makes them feel confident and it can prevent meltdowns like if if you see your child is on the verge of a meltdown distract them with something yeah <laughs> just distract them. yeah distraction is just one of my like one of the main techniques like if you see a child is about to throw a massive hissy fit just distract them with anything anything oh my yeah. god did you see that squirrel outside the window look what it's doing and yeah. they will just completely forget <laughs> that they were about to throw a tantrum <laughs> yeah but then on the flip side if they do have a massive tantrum it's not the end of the world and you should never feel bad about it you are only human I think as long as you are you know as long as you are doing everything that's appropriate that is you know within your boundaries and you're doing everything right they are allowed to have a meltdown humans need meltdowns adults need meltdowns so children should be allowed them too (laughs) yes we've had multiple (laughs) Multiple meltdowns I think it's do you know what? I think meltdowns are kind of good for you, like, psychologically. It's yes. like letting go of everything and then building yourself back up. It's like, dust yourself off. So I think a, a meltdown every now and then is is earned. You need to earn it, though. Yeah. But it feels so good. You can't be weak. you got to... <laughs> you need to earn your meltdowns. You need to have a serious reason. Get your shit together. <laughs> you need to earn your meltdown, guys. Yeah. You get three stickers and you can have a meltdown. <laughs> I think... That's my treat this week. Yeah. <laughs> I can cry today. I've earned it. <laughs> I think another thing as well that people think, so people, I've heard a lot of people say, oh, I'm really worried because I'm the family's like third au pair and I'm worried about being compared to the previous au pair. No. I think it's also not great being the first au pair either because the mm. family and the kids aren't used to having an au pair around so everybody is learning together and although that is a positive thing in some respects sometimes it can be a negative thing especially when it comes to the children so the children Mm -hmm. don't understand that you're there all the time and that you are another authority figure and they need to listen to you and you're another adult so you're not just another babysitter you are like a co-parent like you're another adult in the house Mm -hmm. and they need to obey you and it takes children, when you're the first au pair, it takes them a while to get used to that. And it can be difficult. Yeah. Like, it was diff- really difficult for me. I remember saying to UT in my first week that I was really struggling because the kids weren't listening to me because they didn't understand that they had to listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in charge. It's, it's a big change. I mean, fair enough, we've moved thousands of miles across the ocean, but they essentially have a stranger living in their house. Yeah. So it must be strange for kids, especially if they're not, at the age where they can understand but I think it's once you get into your routine like they're fine and you know you're you know if you're lucky enough to be with a family who treat you like one of their own then that's even easier 
Um, but kind of branching off from that, I think what's really difficult for some kids, and I've had my struggles with this in my first couple of weeks, and you know, we have moments every now and then, is the children understanding when you're on duty and when you're off yes. duty. My girls always ask me, like, T, are you off? T, are you on? And I think there's it's not like a boundary but I think sometimes if you don't talk to your host parents about it it can be difficult mm-hmm. to understand what do they expect from you when you're off duty because you know so I can be off duty and but be in the living room and Maddie could be climbing up the side of the sofa and I will tell her even if I'm up like Maddie down that you know you're not supposed to do it so you know if I see one of my host kids doing something that could you know like I I tell Maddie not to obviously because she she could fall and she could hurt herself um and she could damage the sofa so I'm gonna I'm not gonna sit there and not do anything but at the same time it's it's not like I it's not like au pairs need to take over I want to take over I think it's family to family and sometimes Mm -hmm. sometimes I do have to say to myself like you're off duty like Ricky and Jay can handle it I don't want them to feel like I'm my worst fear is if I you know, um, say to one of the kids, like, don't do this and don't do that. And I discipline them. And then Ricky and Julia think that I think that they can't handle it when I know they're more than capable. I just like to help. <laughs> so yeah. I think speaking to your host parents about on and off duty, it's, it's a tough one. And I think on and off duty is one of those things where you will just find your groove. You yeah. will find the groove, but it can take time. What's it like with you guys? So like when I first arrived, my kids obviously didn't understand that I had on and off time because they they kind of thought if she's in the house then she must be on duty because that's what happens when my babysitter's here they're not off until mm-hmm. they leave the house so they didn't quite understand that when I was off they needed to leave me alone <laughs> if, if I wanted to. leave me alone so like they would sometimes like walk into my room but not realize that they were doing it so I spoke to my host parents and they said to the kids like that's Steph's room you need to knock before you enter and so we have like the open door policy so like if my door's open Mm -hmm. they can come in if it's closed they need to knock first and they can't come in until I open the door and let them in or whatever Mm -hmm. and then like sometimes on like I'll hang out with them in the evenings like when I finish work we have dinner together and you know I'll say goodnight to the kids and play with them for a bit sometimes when I go downstairs on like a weekend they'll see me and they'll want me to go and play in the base with them and I'll say like no I'm not working today um I'm having my chill time but I'll play with you later or tomorrow or whatever um Uh and they understand that you know they get it um and then we um I it's the same thing with 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 us like if I'm downstairs and I tell the children off like I try not to overstep but then it's just about Mm -hmm. being part of the family isn't it like if you're down there and you see the children doing something that they could injure themselves doing you need to step in because otherwise it's going to be worse if you left it and then they got hurt (laughs) So... yeah it's it's very difficult isn't it yeah. because it's like I'm here and they employ me but I'm also a part of the family and I'm just like what do I do but we're pretty pretty good with it now just the one thing is that Hank is just so fast now that he can walk <laughs> and so we are con- honestly me Ricky and Julia are constantly going to the stairs because the girl and the girls are great for this they are great little tattletales on Hank because they're like tea Hank's climbing the stairs and I'm like right okay let's go um there are times when I'm off duty but I'm around the family and you know Ricky and Julia might be 
I don't know, catching up on some work or doing something with the girls and they may have their back turned and may not see Hank going up the stairs because he's very fast, but he's very quiet going <laughs> up the stairs. And so there's been one, honestly, there's been one or two times where we've literally gone, shit, where is Hank? <laughs> and he's just playing in Haley's room upstairs. Yeah. So he's, he's honestly, it's like, it's scary. And we're like, oh my God, where's, where is he? Um, but yeah, so it's, it's just little things like that. And I think it's just helping out. And the one thing is, I, I mean, I'm very open with my house parents and they're very open with me. So if there was an issue and, you know, whatever it was, they would tell me. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just, it's all about communication again. Communication. But I think our main kind of <laughs> communication, I think our main thing about this episode is that you shouldn't beat yourself up if you have a bad day because yeah. kids are kids. Kids will have meltdowns. You can have meltdowns. It's fine. Um, but it's not going to be perfect all the time. There's going to be some fabulous moments though like oh yeah and I think it's good to touch on maybe some of the best moments we've had so far so what's been a good moment with your kids Steph um so my kids like it's just when they say little things like Steph are you gonna be here forever and then I'll say not forever and then they'll be like oh I want you to stay forever or like when they say they love you or you know just stuff like that or when like my 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 host kid my eldest host kid Halsey she made a poster for Thanksgiving at school and like there was like five leaves on it and they had to say what they were thankful for and she put me in one of the leaves and that like that wore my heart you know and like (laughs) when my host family gave me a school picture of Halsey and like let me keep it and then like Halsey came into my room and saw my picture wall and she was so happy that she was on the picture wall famous yes um and then it's like when I was in my room and then my host dad went in to wake Evie up and she goes where's Steph like or like (laughs) I hear them downstairs calling my name and it's just like when they think it's just knowing that they're thinking of you and they want to play with you it's just it's just really nice yeah oh I've had so many so many great moments I can't even Every mo- do you know what the best things are just like some of the one-liners the kids come out with <laughs> yeah. like I don't think these kids realize just how funny they are but then at the, on the same side I also think they know that they're funny because there have literally been times where like me and Julia or whatever have been in tears because of something Maddie or Haley yeah. said because it's just it's so funny um but yeah some of the the best there are so many good moments like when Hank took pretty much his first steps in the park and I got it on video and sharing that with my host parents was so amazing it was great and you know every time when Haley comes back from school she's usually got something she's made during that day and it's just nice being able to share it with her and like when she runs out of school to come to me and like Hank's like obviously now he's walking and he walks out of school yeah hearing me and Maddie have these little like jokes that we have together and like we say things in silly voices like just me and her and it's nice to kind of have something just with one of the kids. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's having that feeling that you are a part of the family and the kids do genuinely love you. And when your host parents include you in something and you're like, oh my God, like, that's so nice. Yeah. Like, our host parents are great. Um, but it's just nice to be reminded that they think we're pretty freaking awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, it's just little things and like, um, like nominations for Au Pair of the Year. Like, so... I don't know if people know this, but when you get... So my host parents nominated me for this Au Pair of the Year thing. And I said... And like, I didn't realise that if you get nominated, that cultural care sends you 
the essay that your host parents write about you and so I remember sitting in my room and just bursting into tears and I was just like oh my god like absolute mess and it sounds so cheesy and cliche and you know people can believe me if they want to but I genuinely do not care if I win it is the nomination and the fact that they took the time to think about it and write it and submit it that is that is what oh it just kills me I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna cry again I just love them and I just want to stay with them forever yeah and I mean our lives totally when you look at our lives on Instagram and when we do our podcast and we talk about everything it seems perfect and overall oh. it's pretty damn good but like it's pretty good like 98% of the time it's pretty, it's pretty awesome, awesome. but I mean I've I've needed to like say to my host friends that I need five minutes because I've just been so overwhelmed and stressed out because mm-hmm. it's been mm-hmm. just one of those days and we all have those days whether we're working with kids or not <laughs> and you just yes. need to take oh, five gosh. minutes and I went outside and I just sat in the car and I just burst into tears like and I just cried and cried and cried and then Aww. I looked in the mirror I wiped my tears I told myself I was a bad bitch and I got out of the car and bitch. I went back to work. <laughs> but that's what you do. You reset. Yeah. And it's so important that you have a space where you can go in, have your meltdown, have your breakdown and wipe your tears and say, I'm a bad yeah. bitch and get going yeah. again. Um, but kids are hard work. Are. And I've said this like 500 times in this episode. <laughs> Anyone who thinks kids are not hard work, you're, You're right. You've never met a child. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you've never met You're a child. You're delusional, man. <laughs> I mean, but seriously, though, it's very, very hard work. Not because they're always naughty, but it's just everything that they need and it's everything that you have to get done during the day. Like, it's not always hard because, you know, Haley's having a tantrum because I moved one of her toys or something. It's sometimes just hard on you physically because you just feel tired and you have to be obviously alert all the yeah. time. At like, where is Hank up the bloody stairs again? <laughs> is is Haley falling off the stool every day? I say to those girls, sit on the stool, put your butt on the stool because you will slip off. And they have slipped off, and I'm like, I told you. Yeah. <laughs> Are you okay? Because I told you. Um, but like you said earlier, the goods definitely outweigh the bads. Yeah. Like I've not really had that many bad and to be fair if my girls kick off literally 30 seconds later they're fine and they don't know what they're crying about (laughs) yeah I mean (laughs) I have two two two-year-olds that are going through terrible twos massively right now and you are brave it can be bloody tough sometimes sometimes I'm just like just stop crying (laughs) what are you crying it's when they don't know what they're crying about you're like yeah I can't help you like I literally say to Ben why are you crying he goes oh no I'm like great (laughs) what do you want me to do about that Ben yeah and then (laughs) Tommy is just Tommy's the middle child so he has middle child syndrome and he needs all the attention in the world so I can relate yeah (laughs) and then Halsey is at school all the time and she said to me before she was like I wish I could do more with you because I don't see you as much as the others and it broke my heart into a million Mm. pieces but it it's just finding the time to spend individual time with each of the children and yeah it's hard oh it's bloody hard and it's the best job in the world at the minute though isn't it (laughs) yeah and I always feel like I'm doing a bad job when they're crying and having tantrums but you're not 
doing a bad job. You're just having a bad day. You're human. <laughs> and that's okay. Human. Don't be afraid. Like, if you're really struggling, don't be afraid to talk to your host parents about it. Don't be afraid to talk to your LCC yeah. about it. Don't be afraid to talk to your au pair friends about it because they're definitely going to get it. Don't be afraid to speak to your agency, just anyone. Anyone that you can speak to. Yeah. If you need to let it out, let it out. Let it all hang out. Yeah, and, you know, parents will have the exact same days as you. There will be days where your host parents will struggle with their children because it'll be one of those moments where everyone kicks off for no reason. And so you may think, oh, you know, I'm so bad because I can't control the children, but my host parents can. But I'm sorry, but these are their literal children. They've brought them up for however many years. You've only just arrived. Do not compare yourself. It's fine. And you're probably doing a better job than you think oh yeah but I think overall we are going to preach communication make sure you talk about discipline um in the interview before you match because if you miss it then it's going to be a whole whole host of crap um know your kids inside and out know their personalities and if you don't know get to know them ask them it's literally as simple as asking them like what would you like to do what is your favorite this or that that's very simple Mm -hmm. um and allow yourself to have a meltdown. And if you're gonna, it's very good for your if health. If you're going to talk to your host parents about putting things in place to help with behaviour, for example, reward charts, it's okay to try different options so that you can see what yeah. works best for you and the kids because sometimes the basic thing doesn't work and you need to be a bit more imaginative with it or try a different technique um, in order for it to yeah. resonate with the kids because they can be picky and stubborn. Yeah, and there's, there's a bunch of resources online, mm-hmm. even outside of the au pair community, just general childcare things. There is so much out there. So definitely use it. And I mean, you never know. You could introduce your host parents to something new and great that they've never thought of before. So mm-hmm. I'd say go for it and just adapt as you go along. It's all about being flexible and being able to adapt is what's really, really important. Yeah. But I think... Yeah, I think let yourself have a meltdown if you need it and then dust yourself off. Yep. Tell your host parents that you've had a bit of a meltdown. They'll completely oh, yeah. understand. I think they would hate to know that you've been in your room crying by yourself oh, thinking yeah. that you're okay. The, day, the, the day I went into the car and I cried and cried and cried, I came back in and I told my host mum and she gave me a hug and she got me some ice cream and we had a chat. <laughs> and it was all great. We love ice cream. <laughs> Mint chop chip all the way. Oh, yeah. I love it so much. We should totally go get some when you visit. Yeah. But anyway, um, so yeah, that was kind of our expectations versus reality episode that was requested. Yes. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Steph, anything to add before we um, go? I don't think so. Just enjoy every single good moment mm-hmm. and learn from it. the bad moments. Yeah. Just There'll embrace be them moments. because. <laughs> Everybody has them. Don't feel don't feel guilty for it at all, ever. Every, everybody has those days. <laughs> Nobody's perfect. Perfect. <laughs> I got it. Work. But anyway, next week will be our final episode of 2020. Oh it will God. be episode 20, which is great, and we will be doing a journey recap of our au pair life so far, as well as this podcast and our online yeah. community. We just kind of want to 
wrap it all up in a nice shiny little bow. Yeah. And we're not professionals, but we will be releasing season two um, on the 6th of January. We'll be kicking off with our Christmas episode oh and telling you guys what we did over the holidays. So join us next week. I know it's very exciting. Join us next week for the season finale. Well, should we leave it on a cliffhanger for season dun, one? Dun, dun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Um, yeah, so next week, join us for our journey recap. And as always... We love you. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. Stay safe out there. Wear a mask. Wear a mask. mask. Take care. And have a cry. You (laughs) earned it. (laughs) Yes. Go and enjoy your meltdowns. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. And that's the tea. Thank you for listening. Subscribe to our podcast to get all the tea on Life as an Au Pair. Be sure to follow us over on Instagram at Au Pair Tea. We'll speak to you next week. Bye. Bye.